ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Dori Shafrier, and along with Kate Spencer, I host Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. Join us every Wednesday with guests like author Phoebe Robinson, chef Samin Nosrat, actress Busy Phillips, and even former Secretary of State Madeleine Albright. On Mondays and Fridays, we have mini episodes where we answer listeners' questions on everyday problems like how useful a butt mask really is, how to deal with a petty friend, or how to relax after a long day. So join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Forever 35, where we're not experts, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Okay, so uh, it's the friends. Yes, here we go. Very good. Speak coherently. That'll help. It's your Books of the Year podcast bonus edition. Matt is still in his upper chamber. Yes, I'm in the loft. Um, I've not moved from the loft. The Stranger Times is the new book from C.K. McDonnell, which you cannot actually get yet unless you're listening to this uh, in 2021 when it has actually been published. Anyway, uh, C.K. McDonnell, uh, you can hear the interview with Cueve, uh fr- from exactly the same place that you got this podcast. But this is our Q&A session where we put Cueve to the test and we ask him the standard opening question, which is the last book, Cueve, that you really, really enjoyed. And remember, that second really is the one that's working very hard in that, in that question. Really, really enjoyed. Oh, um, yes. I think I'm going to have to go with Joe Abercrombie, uh, A Little Hatred, I think it's called. And it's weirdly, it's a fantasy book, like a big epic fantasy book, which is something I'd never read normally. It's not really my thing. But a friend of mine kept telling me how good it was. And it is amazing. The man is brilliant with it kind of. It's hard to describe. It's like fantasy, but it's very grounded in our kind of world. There's none of this pursuiting. There's none of that going on. It's just very kind of real, but it's in a fantasy world. And the characters are brilliantly drawn. Um, to the point where there's so many characters going on. Normally in those things, they have a list to remember them. You don't need them because Joe Abercrombie is such a good writer, so vivid are his characters that they just come leaping off the page at you. So we, so we go, Quee, from uh, our standard opening question to one I don't think we've ever asked before, which is, which comedian has written the best book? Oh, Lord. Uh, well, this is a great way of me falling out with a lot yes, of people in a short good. space of time. Uh, <laughs> Oh, there's 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 loads of great ones. Um, I mean, I will. I was uh, a gentleman called Gary Delaney has written a brilliant joke book called Fundamentalist, uh, which is basically his entire career put down in a book. Which are, if you like one-liner jokes, yeah. is absolutely brilliant. I will also point out he was my housemate for fifteen years, so I am slightly biased <laughs> in that. But although my mother actually said when he, as Gary written the book, said, "Oh, it's like an autobiography." I'm like, well, it kind of is. If you read one of the jokes and then you wait two weeks and just imagine a man sitting around in his pants drinking cups of tea and then read another one. That's basically what Gary's <laughs> life is. He basically just writes jokes, sleeps, goes to gigs, tell people jokes. Um, but there's, oh, there's, there's a lot of great ones. Uh, Sarah Millican, again, somebody who I support and tour, a great friend of mine. Her book is really good. But p- ones people haven't heard of is a guy, Ian Moore, who wrote a book called Alamod, which is his the story of him moving to rural France as a mod. Um, and it's hilariously funny. I would highly recommend that. Although I will say, nobody's really written the comedy book that I think comedians would want to read. And that is a book about uh, gigs that have gone badly 
and people who were never successful at stand-up comedy. Because frankly, those are much better stories. Because <laughs> there's a lot of nutters who never get anywhere in comedy, but they make way more interesting stories than people being successful. Steve Martin writes yeah. very well, doesn't yeah. he? And yes, that's another. He's, he's been great. Yeah, there's, and there's quite a few. I mean, there's quite a few good Bill Hicks books as well are fantastic as well. People sort of forget how good he was uh, kind of before his time, really. And Graham Norton's novels have been highly acclaimed. Yeah, they're excellent. They're absolutely. My, my, I got my mother one for Christmas last year and she enjoyed it. And believe me, that is a tough crowd. <laughs> so he's done well there. Uh, question number three, the book. I mean, I think this should be sort of if there is one, but is there a book you would like to step inside of? Oh, actually, yeah, no, there definitely is. Actually, there's about 40 of them. And they're uh, the Discworld novels by Terry Pratchett. I'm a, a massive Terry Pratchett fan. Um, so I, I would love to say probably Men at Arms, something like that, and Moorpork, which is a city that he sort of based a lot of them in. Uh, I'd love to go into that world. It'd be incredible. So not too far removed from that. Are there, are there any books on the paranormal that are actually worth reading? I'm, I'm guessing that you will have done a, quite a bit of research when you're writing this book. Now, are we talking about factual paranormal books? If, you, if factual is the right word. I don't word think factual is the right word, but yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's what we're after. Uh, I would say, yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's one of these things where you don't have to believe, but there's a lot of them that, about those things that aren't actually saying they're true. There's a great one, genuinely, I read when I was um, probably a teenager, maybe, called Boardlands, written by a guy who wrote for the 14 yeah, Times. Yeah. And he has... Um, got all these basically kind of gone through it as a as a kind of journalist and examining the phenomenons of people believe this and isn't that interesting that people believe this and uh it's got some incredible facts that i i love pulling out to uh, annoy people at dinner parties with um but yeah something like that is great when i was at school there was a book you know you remember that oh maybe you don't but there was a craze for the like the bermuda triangle yeah. and all that kind of nonsense where yeah. people go yes. oh this is very and there was a book called supernature by lyle watson and it was all full of complete bunk. But it was all about, you know, if you make yourself a paper pyramid to these proportions, it will actually sharpen a razor blade if you leave it in the right position. And we were crazy for this. This sounded like the most exciting bit of strangeness that we could get our hands on. Because in Worthing in the 70s, there wasn't a lot going on. <laughs> a lot of blunt so we, razor so we blades. Build these, we, we build these pyramids, we get blunt razor blades, and you'll never guess what happened. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing happened because it didn't work. But, but we've all heard is, of the Worthing Pyramids, so I mean, at least that was that was useful. They're now a big tourist attraction, so yeah. But anyway, but those those paranormal books, people love them. Oh yeah, I mean, they, you know, if you if you get the right sort of thing, they're they're people are weirdly obsessed with these weird little um, things, and they are. I mean, the thing is, they're fascinating. I think you don't believe in them. I don't really believe in those things, but they are incredible. Just the ideas. It's like the. The greatest conspiracies of all time. Some of those are incredible. Like the CIA have invented half of the things in the world, yeah. apparently, uh, at one time or another. You know, I love those ideas. Uh, are there any books, Creep, that stand out from your childhood? Either that you read them, either you read them yourself or they were read to you? Oh, well, that's a tricky one now. I would say, actually, there's a couple I would say. One read to me and one I read. Uh, I can remember just reading the Biggles books with my dad. Because uh, I, I think I won one on a Christmas. Actually, weirdly for Christmas, I won. I got one from Santa Claus in uh, in a Santa Claus, and my dad read me the Biggles books. Uh, I don't know how well they'd stand up now, but he was very good at doing the voices. Uh, and then Douglas Adams, I think, like a lot of people, the Hitchhiker's yeah, yeah. Guide. I can remember the first time I read that, and it was like, wow, 
it was just incredible. There was nothing like it. So I think that was probably a massive influence on me. Do, do you have a favourite autobiography? Do I have a favourite autobiography? Um, weirdly, in audiobooks for some reason, because I was going up down the country when I was doing stand-up, and uh, Anthony Bourdain, God rest him, um, his Kitchen Confidential, and I come from someone who has no interest in cooking whatsoever. Uh, but Anthony Bourdain's book is incredible. Just the stories of his life and what it was like in like the 70s and 80s and stuff, kind of this sort of pirate captain of a restaurant is amazing stories and that. Uh, that and Rick Wakeman's, I don't know if you've ever read Rick Wakeman's book. The audiobook is read by him and it's incredible because Rick Wakeman, he doesn't put any kind of timeline on it. It's just, here's a bunch of amazingly weird things that happened to my life. And they're so weird. You think you literally couldn't have made that up. That must be true. Because who would think to make up that they went on a nuclear submarine? Like just incredible. If It's one of those books that you just end up just going with it and having a wonderful time. Is there a book, Creve, that always cheers you up? Christopher Brookmeyer's books, um, well, the, sort of, the later ones are still brilliant, but they're much more sort of serious crime. But his early ones, uh, A Big Boy Did It and Ran Away, The Sacred Art of Stealing and stuff, uh, I do always read them, along with the Terry Pratchett. To be honest, I could answer Terry Pratchett to almost every question here, but I'm trying to keep it a, give it a bit of a variety. But yeah, those are my two big go-to ones. When I'm ill, I get into bed and read Terry Pratchett or Chris Brookmeyer, I think. So without using the words Terry or Pratchett, which book do you wish you'd written? Oh, damn it, I've peaked too soon. Um, actually, do you know what? On the complete other end of the scale, I don't know if you've ever read it, but The Power of the Dog by Don Wood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah, I mean, that is, it's genuine. Like, the whole trilogy, they're, they're cartel trilogy of books. And they're amazing for a couple of reasons. The writing itself, first off, is phenomenal. I don't know if, you, possibly if you've read it. There's a scene where there's an earthquake and somebody's trapped in a um, skyscraper uh -huh. and there's two skyscrapers beside each other. I think it may be based on real events because it's kind of it's sort of it's fiction, but it's a lot of a lot of real facts in it. A lot of what really happened in the world. And just that scene was the most visceral thing I have ever read. It was incredible. And then just those books generally, honestly, um, because they're the only books I can think of that have really changed my mind on something big because he's a big, basically they're all about the war on drugs. And his big point is effectively fighting as it is now is completely pointless. It is a waste of massive waste of life and energy because you just can't fight it the way it is. And it must, he completely turned me around to the point where I would have gone, I was shocked by this myself, but I actually now agree with him in the sense that legalization of all drugs, you can kind of see the logic behind it when you realize how futile it is to try and stop them getting in anywhere. Uh, there's one more question left. We, I don't know where this question has appeared from, so I, and I can't ask it. So, Matt, will you ask the last question, um, please? Unbelievable. Um, tell me, Queeve, <laughs> can you list... Hang your... on, can I just say before you ask this question, I had nothing to do with this question. Um, this question has nothing to do with me, but go ahead. Okay, Queeve. Can you list your favourite Simon Mayo authored books in order of preference? No, <laughs> never mind. Move on. Well, no, go no, on. When you say it's nothing to do with you, are you now denying you wrote those books? I mean, no, no. This, this is I a just, shocking I, revelation, Simon. I feel uncomfortable that the the, the question oh. is is there, but now that it's but been asked, it's I think asked, you have to yeah, answer it. Yeah, for now, really. Well, I think. To be honest, to defer to my good friend Dermot O'Leary, um, which this won't make sense unless you've heard last week's. Um, I think, I think uh, Razor's, I mean, they're all good, but Razor Edge, um, a knife edge. Uh, uh, it was called Razor Edge in the early version. Uh, <laughs> but Knife Edge, I think, shows a definite uh, a development in an already impressive author's work. 
Razor's Edge um, being, of course, ACDC, but never mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's to be fair, we just had Thundersnow. And I don't care what anyone says, that's a promo event for ACDC's new album. It is. Um, and it's also the next Simon Mayo book, I believe. Is that right? Thundersnow? Can we reveal that now, Simon? Is that your next that book? Could, that could be good. I'm going to I'm gonna keep it exactly the same book that I'm going to write, which is like the world of nature and snowflakes in New Zealand. But I'm still going to call it Thundersnow. That's, that's, oh, yeah. that, that, that's very good. Yeah, it's a great name. Okay, well, I mean, you haven't actually done a list in order of preference. You're asking me, you're asking me, you're asking me to choose between my children. Oh, oh, I see. Fair, fair oh, unbelievable. It's like, children, who can do that? can't remember the names of your children, I see. I, no, there's the three itch books. Um, there's the ones with the kermode dude. Uh, yes. <laughs> the race yes. There's There's... There's a lot of there's a lot of confession books which yeah. I mean, technically you're just writing down what people wrote in with there. Yeah. That feels like you shouldn't really have your name on the book at all. If I'm honest with you, that feels no. Like... That's that, that, no. That's 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 fair enough. That's entirely your accurate. confession anyway. should be. I've not actually written this book, but my name's on the front. Uh, yes, thank you, thank you, uh, thank you very much. Um, C.K. McDonald's book is called The Stranger Times. You can hear the full interview which Grieve has done uh, with us uh, at exactly the same place that you found this podcast. Uh, Grieve, very nice to have you on the program. Wish you uh, a, a fantastic 2021. Uh, lots of good health and happiness and a successful book at number one. Oh, well, thank you very much, gentlemen. And it's been a delight. Thanks very much for having Cheers. me. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.